Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game-changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Because it is Friday, awesomeo.com betting show. We are ready to go. We got a lot to talk about as we always do in the sports world. Myself, Ben Razza, here with my man, Julian Edlow. We're going to recap NFL Week 2. We're going to talk some NBA. Maybe we'll get in a little golf. I'm, I'm a little pouting on this golf. But, Julian, happy Friday. How are you today, sir? Happy Friday, sir. Uh, we're back back in the win column after a, a rough start to the week last night. So things are trending in the right direction. Friday came at a good time. Yeah, that's right. It's a, it's a Every week, it's a, it's, a long, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So, boy, it's been... I, I don't know, man. I don't know if it's just the new calendar and, and I'm just still not adjusted, but sweating like NBA playoffs while there's college football, while the NFL is upon us is just something I'm not sure I'll ever get used to. Nope. I, I'm not used to it. And um, I, I think that that plays a role in, in, you know, how we have to handicap stuff. Like I, some of us, I myself am learning like how to, you got to be a little bit more responsible. You can't, Yep. You know, I, I had a bad start to the week in baseball and the MLB regular season is wrapping up on, on Sunday, which I think has something to to do with it. Like you can't focus on all this at once. You have to be responsible. Call it call MLB for the season. We don't need any more. We're already looking into whatever college football, NFL, NBA. There's just pick it, picking your spots and picking when to take days off and different stuff like that have been what's what's on my mind lately, because there's there's too much to keep up with all of it all the time. There really is an opportunity cost um, for what you're betting at this point. And that is one of, I mean, I'll be talking about it throughout the show, but that is why tools like Odd Shopper are so important because some of that legwork is taken out mm-hmm. and the time you save, you know, you're not going to have time. You can't be betting the horses and doing everything else all day, every day. Uh, you'll just like literally you. run out of, well, it's debatable, but. No, I, I really do think at time like this, the tools, the things like that, you have to be responsible because if you just start firing on everything, you're going to miss little things. You're going to miss those edges. So let's get started, though. Let's j- dive into the NBA playoffs. Uh, both series are maybe they're winding down. Maybe they're just getting started. Who knows? Then we'll, we'll get to the Nuggets in a second because they literally can't be killed. But I have to talk about every time we do this show, I ask you the same thing. Uh how do you feel about the Celtics? Do they live to fight another day tonight? I feel pretty terrible about them because we we know they're the more talented team. Uh, they keep coming out as the favorite in every game, which looks pretty dumb because Miami is the, the better team. Um, Boston has the talent. Miami has the chemistry. Uh, like the, the end of the end of, 
game four, yeah, they probably could have won that game if Jason Tatum had any kind of a first half and then finishes the game the way he he did. Boston probably wins that game. Um, if Marcus Smart makes one more of his threes that he went one of eight on, Boston can win that game. But we saw at the end of the game, like I, I felt like Miami was on a power play to end that game. Uh, and that was Kemba just they're going right at Kemba and then having to double and then finding the open man every time very quickly uh, with that ball movement. Um, and the other thing, I don't know if this is bubble or just the current softer state of the NBA, but like in a regular postseason environment, I don't necessarily see Tyler Hero having that kind of game. Um, He's now Boston needs to be more physical with him. Like Marcus Smart, Marcus Smart fouled out of that game. If you're going to foul out of that game, you might as well do it by getting a little physical with Tyler Hero, uh, who was doing whatever he wanted. But I like, I don't necessarily think a rookie mid-round lottery guy is going to drop 37 in a regular playoff atmosphere, especially if that game's in Boston. That one would have been in Miami technically, but just kind of losing track of the point. But I, I, a lot of little things going wrong. Miami playing much better as a team. But from a Boston standpoint, you can't let a guy like Tyler Hero have that type of game to beat you. No, no, you can't. And he was unbelievable. Uh, the thing that's so fascinating about this, and we've talked a lot on this show, there is no home court, so the, the line really doesn't adjust. And when you look at this yeah. Heat team, they have been underdog basically in every game for two straight series, and they're mopping the floor. So they're sitting at a three, three-and-a-half-point dog once again tonight. I, I certainly still lean to the Celtics, but you're right. Miami – I mean, Miami I know. Has, How many times can you keep going back and just getting your butt kicked and then just being like, well, I like the Celtics? It, it's so – bizarre because normally there is ebbs and flows within a series because you play it's two games and you go away. on the road. Now it's just, you're running it back and it's, you know, the lines makers are holding strong because I, I do think that Boston is the better team, but they're certainly not playing like it. Um, the thing I want to see tonight as we kind of get into this game though, is bam specifically. I'm not saying he's hurt. He obviously got dinged up with the wrist. I shorted his points tonight sitting at 17 and a half. I think that the Celtics, they did win the rebounding advantage, and I was happy to see that in game four. I think if they can neutralize that, if Smart can limit the turnovers, which is why they lost that game, mm -hmm. I think they can send it to a game six. But I think it starts with limiting Bam, even though Hero, of course, can't be going for 40 points again. Yeah, I mean, Hero's, they'll have a plan for Hero, and he's also just not going to be able to, to replicate that. He's a good player, great pick by Miami um yeah, he's great but he's not he's not going to do that again so <laughs> <laughs> the the bam thing he's a really bad mismatch for for the celtics whether it's tice on the floor who doesn't necessarily defend him well or if boston plays its best five players then it's hayward or brown that has to cover him and you're giving up some some clear size and strength there uh the best matchup for bam is is robert williams who is going to play what 10 12 minutes maybe yeah. if he he's always seems to be efficient so maybe if they get really desperate or he's playing really well 15 16 minutes but that would be a stretch uh there's a lot of adjustments the celtics need to make and you're right about one of the things that's made it you know not my best nba postseason by far is that you just get worn down by these same lines it's the same spot every time you know i i kind of I think I lean to Boston with you. I think they're at least going to extend this before they before they bow out with a, a 
a little bit more respect than they've had, you know, so far. Um, but if if that game was in Miami and this game five is coming back to to Boston, you you know, say that they're going to come out with some more energy or something. They're going to have a clear advantage in this game that just isn't necessarily there. Now, I do think they're going to make adjustments and stuff. I'm, I'm nervous to bet the full game. I kind of like a first quarter or first half bet, especially with how this series has has gone. Um, but, yeah, you just become more nervous with the the handicapping because the the advantage that you would generally get returning home after a game four loss as the home team in a game five isn't there. The energy's different. Oh, there, there's no doubt. Um, and that's, like I said, that's the trickiest part because you're, when you're breaking down the game, not a lot is changing from game to game. So it's like all your bets, are you just going to remake them? Like on the player prop side, a lot of these props are staying pretty stationary and it's like, okay, I liked this in game four. Why wouldn't I like it in game five? What really changed? But you have to kind of evaluate are you missing something? Is it just variance? Uh, it's a weird thing that we'll probably never experience again. No, as long as the NBA gets what it wants in starting right now, the plan is like to start in January and have some some fans in home arenas, then that's going to be gone. Even if there aren't really fans in arenas, you're still, as we're kind of seeing in baseball or football a little bit, you're sleeping in your own bed and you're a little bit more familiar. You're not on a road trip, whereas everyone's in a bubble here. So it sounds crazy. It really, as these series go on, just looking at the same number is what gets me. It's like yeah. you want to be contrarian. You want to think that the talent is is, is not even eventually going to win out in the series because I don't think Boston will wind up winning the series, but going to level off a little bit more where they can extend this series. Um, and then at the same time, it's just like, well, Miami's been a dog a million games in a row and they keep winning them. Like, why not just take the points? So it's it's a weird push and pull that has me betting as few NBA playoff games, especially as the postseason has progressed as, as I ever have normally yeah. I have a lot more conviction with, with where, what direction a series will go, especially with the changing numbers that we just don't have. No, it's true. And what the Celtics really need to do is give a call to the Denver nuggets and say, what do we do? Cause they've got this covered. They're down. They've got them right where they want them. They're down three, one again. Uh, they've won both series like this. Before we get into that, I do want to see chat. What is going on, everyone? I see you guys. Hero Robbery Rookie of the Year. I hear that. I had a ticket on him for Rookie of the Year, and obviously he was not going to win that, but I wish he did. So that would have been nice. But obviously, if you guys can hit the like button, we appreciate it. If there are games that you want us to get to when we get to the NFL, drop those in chat. We'll be happy to talk about them. But I do want to ask you, Julian, about the lake, every time I say this on the show, I get it wrong. It seems like this time the Nuggets are actually cooked. Uh, I really don't see them finding a way to win three straight against the Lakers. Well, so this is the spot where everybody has thought the Nuggets have been done two series in a row and and gone against them and gotten it wrong. And now it's become the trendy thing to say like, oh, the Nuggets are going to come back in this series and you're almost going against the grain saying, no, the Lakers are going to close the door in game five uh, and get this done. So Denver does not quit. They're not going to quit, but I, there's just a little bit different of a level that the the Lakers can lock into defensively with LeBron and AD. And I know it's kind of like a stupid storyline. You don't want to hype it up too much. Like, wow, LeBron was covering Murray at the end of game four. I don't, I don't think that's, 
necessarily needs to be the storyline, like LeBron's some kind of hero for stepping into that matchup that it's like getting hyped up to be on Twitter. But yeah, that is an option that the Lakers can use and it works. Um, LeBron, given his size and his ability, should be able to limit Murray at the end of games. And if they go back to that in game five, I, I think it'll most likely work. So again, a little bit of like the narrative here and narratives are tough in the bubble because so much remains unchanged game to game. LeBron would be, LeBron knows the opportunity in front of him. I, he's not going to waste this. Like this is the easiest path he'll ever have to get a championship. Um, neutral floors, no travel, probably the heat, maybe the Celtics in, in front of him. Um, and as great as Miami is, and I, maybe I'll even put a sprinkle on Miami in that series, given how good they've been and the price that it'll be. The path for the Lakers, LeBron is not going to let Denver back into this into this series um, and give up this trip to the NBA Finals. Yeah, six-point favorite tomorrow. It's early. This line can move, but they're six-point favorite, and they're going to be a sizable favorite in as many games as it takes. Uh, yeah, listen, the Lakers definitely get the calls. There's no denying that. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamal Murray also makes shots that aren't possible to make, so I guess there's that. The Nuggets have been super impressive. I just don't think they have the personnel. Um, and listen, it's yes, they've been unbelievable at digging yourself out, but if you tempt the gods three times, it, even if you are a great team, like to, to win three straight is just incredibly difficult. They easily could have gotten knocked out by Utah. Like People forget that game seven was a complete toss-up. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's going to be tough, but hey, it's been a good run for them. And we'll see. It's not to say they can't make it to a game six, and, and it's hard to doubt a team that's done it, but this would be truly unbelievable if they do it again. Yeah, I, I don't see it happening. It would be more than unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, it would, I, I, I won't be doing the show. I just give up if they do it. <laughs> and I like the Nuggets. They're an awesome team. Yeah, but... they're they're a lot. They're a lot of fun to watch. But I I think I I don't see any more bets on Denver in in my future. Yeah, me neither. Tomorrow I may have a a prop or two. Stay tuned for that. Certainly, if you're on in our premium Slack, you know you'll you'll see we got a lot of sharp people discussing. I'll say. I'll say real quick. I don't know if I don't know if DK is going to give this one out again, but they had a player prop. They do point matchups. Um, okay. So it was who scores more: Contavious Caldwell Pope or Gary Harris uh, for Game Four. KCP was minus one thirteen. Gary Harris was minus one hundred five, maybe something like that. Um, so one of my plays in uh, my article yesterday was KCP minus one thirteen and Gary Harris who was averaging five points per game in the series, scored three points. Uh, KCP starts and scored double figures for the sixth straight game. I think he had 13. It's just, it's using numbers on the full season uh, in terms of points per game that match up that are not necessarily always indicative of what those players' current roles are. So that's something to just keep an eye out for in terms of a bet that I've liked a lot. Maybe we get the same one. with If we get the same one, KCP and Harris, I'll take KCP again on Saturday. But just in general, um, a, a good bet that I've, w- with so many difficult spots to bet in this postseason, it's been a good spot that I, I've liked to look at um, to try and get an edge. And the one thing as we wrap up NBA, and we'll transition to NFL soon, but <laughs> this is the first time you can run those bets back. Again, w- w- that's the one benefit. Like if you've identified a spot like that, mm-hmm. there is a chance that the book holds steady and you can hit this in game five again and 
you know, that's a spot that you really look to attack. So uh, be aware of that. Those are cool. You know, books that do offer matchups. I actually like that. You don't see them too often, but if, if your book does have it, definitely something to consider. And obviously, again, I just want to say real quick, go to awesomeo.com, click on odd shopper right on the top. You guys should be in there. If nothing else, even if just to look at what other books have to shop the lines, even if you don't have those books available, I still use it here in New York just to see what's out there uh, to compare it. So we've got player props, we've got spreads, totals, futures, everything that you could want. So we really encourage people to go check it out. A lot of features coming. I just had a call about it. Very exciting stuff. But let's get to it. We got to take, you know, we take some lumps on the show. We also have to take some victory laps. And we are about to do some of those because we're going to talk about NFL week two, and then we're going to talk about some of our favorite bets for week three. You were leading the way in week two about how it's a week. You don't really like to lean to these big favorites, but it's set up perfectly for teasers. And all you saw, the books took a beating on teasers this week. They all cashed very, not very easily, but they cashed. The Kansas City minus two and a half was the sweat. And that's what I kept hammering home on Friday is that two and a half is the perfect number to tease Kansas city to down from eight and a half. It gets you past so many key numbers, three and seven being massive ones. Um, and that's exactly what you needed. Uh, the other one's not necessarily as close, but still getting green Bay to a pick them Baltimore to pretty much a pick them. Um, Pittsburgh to a pick them. Who else was in there? Yeah. Tennessee was Tennessee got there. I didn't, I didn't have Tennessee in mind. Um, there was one more team that was right around six that was in there that, that worked, but yeah, I mean, I've the Packers. I've, yep. So I, I wrote up all the teams that would be in my pool for my, my Edlow's edge article on Sunday, threw them out there and then tweeted it out on Sunday. And yeah, so my, my teasers wound up going five and oh, um, was on the, the, the Niners in the end. I was just like, Oh, the Niners, sorry. were the other team within yeah. all the teasers that I also said, I can't pass up on six and a half and took six and a half uh, because of the Jets. Rams money line worked out, fading the Eagles. Um, and then I got greedy and played the Pats plus four and a half on Sunday night football. And at least we got to sweat out a one play winner go home. Uh, <laughs> Would have been nice if the touchdown, more dramatic if the touchdown gave a, an undefeated week on, on sides, but it didn't, but it was still a great week. Um, and then uh, ever, ever since then, it, uh, things have been different, but ready to get back on track this weekend. That game, I was on the other side. I had some mm. Seahawk positions, and I was dying. Chris, listen, I'm not going to go on a tangent, but I'm going to go on a tangent. Chris Carson <laughs> tried to be super sharp and do the Todd Gurley yeah. slide, and he didn't realize it was the two-minute warning. That doesn't work when the two-minute warning is right behind. Thank God. That, that was dumb. Uh, uh, anyway. And the bomb on the bomb on three and uh, third and one was dumb. Also, very dumb. You need one yard, but oops. It was one of those weeks where we talked about all the big favorites, and they truly all got there. The, the Chiefs certainly could have lost, maybe should have lost. The Niners rolled, Bucks rolled. Most of those other teams got there, and teasing through the two key numbers, seven and three, really was effective. Uh, for me, that's a rarity. I I may not bet a teaser for the rest of the year. Even I got on some of them, and I sweated out with you with the Chiefs, and we got there, which was good. It was just a week of really no marquee upsets, so that's not going to happen probably again and, and literally we, maybe one week this season that will happen yeah. again um and if it does i'll be here to to identify it but 
it, it was a a very unique week. Like you do not because we hit all those, you do not want to go back this week and be like, oh wow, these teasers and just start throwing them in on on all kinds of teams. Um I made one. I did make one teaser this week. Oh, okay. Well I, that's I, I got this early enough where it was the Colts down to minus three and um, the Chargers in a pick them. So the Colts hold the Jet, host the Jets, obviously. If they win by a field goal, I push it out. Um, I'm assuming they're going to beat the Jets by more than a field goal because the Jets stink. Yes. And uh, the Chargers just need to beat the Panthers at home without without CMC. I feel pretty good about, about that spot, especially with how Herbert looked against Kansas City. You see? Justin Herbert season. That's right. You're you're winning the Justin Herbert battle uh, so far. It's a hated that guy in college. Yeah, most people do, but yeah, I got Josh Allen. I got him. Drew Locke, not so much. The Broncos are yeah. going to be relegated. Um, let's start with the Colts, though. So that is by far the biggest spread of the week. It's up to eleven and a half. Twelve yeah. and a half at some spots, but obviously, if you're you're laying the points, you want to find eleven and a half out there. You mentioned them, you have them, and you got them a little early in teasers. I assume you're not comfortable laying those points just against the spread, though. No, no chance. Um, wouldn't surprise me if that spread goes goes either way, but obviously I, I expect the Colts to win the game. Um, it, it's just too big of a number for, I mean, Indy really hasn't proven anything. Nice win over the Vikings, but the Vikings have looked absolutely awful. Um and we saw in week one, like Indy played down to Jacksonville's level of competition and, and lost that game. I don't think they'll do that at home against the Jets, who are probably even worse than the Jags, but way, way too many points to to lay in that type of game. There's just, I also would not bet the Jets. There's no reason to bet the Jets at this <laughs> no, point don't in time. Do that. But yeah, I don't think you want to, as my, who's trying to FaceTime me or something? Yeah, maybe, it's the, maybe it's Adam Gates. Um, he wants a word. Wherever I was, yeah, don't bet on either side of this game. Yeah, it's a stay away from me. The Jets are abysmal, and they're really banged up. Uh, this is one, and this is, speaks to the value of getting early. If, if this was 9.5, I obviously would take a position. That is long gone. You're, this is just a bad number. Um, even looking to say, like, well, you could tease the Jets up, like, north of 17, I, I no. really don't see <laughs> no. doing that. Um, no interest. So, yeah, I have I have no interest there either. But I do want to just start jumping around a little bit to some games. And I'm going to get things started with a little, little hot take for you. I got a live dog right off the bat. Here we go. Minnesota Vikings 0-2. They're going to win this game at home. They are a three-point dog to Tennessee. I really like the setup here, and particularly for Dalvin Cook in this running game, looking at his props, I kind of lean over. Tennessee was gashed by the Jaguars uh, on the ground. They did ultimately win that game and limited Derrick Henry somehow, but that's neither here nor there. I like Minnesota getting the three points at home here. Do you have a position on that game with me, against me, or no feel? No feel, really. Um, okay. I understand why... why people kind of like Tennessee at, at two and a half. Um, but I also point to, they barely beat the Broncos who look awful. They yeah. just barely held off the Jags who looked awful last night. Tennessee might be really bad. So if I did bet this game, yeah, I, I would take Minnesota plus three, but man, Minnesota's looked awful. They have looked terrible. Um, that game against Indy and we saw Indy lose to Jacksonville. It just, I think the Vikings need to 
prove that they're going to rebound a little bit before I am able to bet on them. Now, the way that you make money is by anticipating this stuff and betting on the Vikings now like you will and being right about it. Um, but this game, this week, really, like I liked a lot last week and I bet a lot last week. Don't like as much this week, so I'm not going to bet nearly as much. I have, I think I have two NFL bets so far. So you got to take what the board gives you. I, I yeah. don't think this spot will, will be one, but I understand where you're, where you're coming from with that bet. Minnesota's, what would, do we even know? Was there like a preseason line on this game? I'm sure there may have been one out there I, I in terms of a look ahead, but I don't know what, I, I'll say this. I would have assumed that the Vikings would have been, I don't want to say a sizable favorite, but they certainly would have been favorite. Right, this line might have been flipped to Minnesota. Yeah, I would say like three, three and a half the other way. So, for example, I do know that there was a look-ahead line on last night's game, and it was Miami minus three. And the sharp side was clearly Miami plus three last night. It moved six points, um, or it didn't move six points. It just from the preseason look-ahead, and that was clearly the value. So we've only seen two weeks of football things are going to change and and yeah i would say the value is definitely on minnesota here listen uh, it, there's a risk chad is bringing up a very good point that the vikings defense is just they're injured they haven't looked good but i i i do think that they kind of step up here and again i think dalvin cook is in line for a big game and this is almost more of a fade on a i think an over inflated titans team you mentioned they sh- they easily could be they are the worst 2-0 team I've seen in a while here. They mm-hmm. they did not look good in Denver. They didn't look good. And we saw, I don't want to play the transitive property game, but I finally got to see the Jaguars on an island game. How, how, how the Colts lost to them is a question that I will never know now because after seeing that last night, I don't, I don't understand how that team won a game uh, through the first couple weeks. So I like Minnesota plus three. That is where I'm going. But you mentioned you have a couple plays hit me with one yeah so i mean one of them i i already kind of gave and it was the teaser and it's gone so i don't don't know how you necessarily handle that because if you put like it's not necessarily a money line parlay week um because of how heavily favored indy is so if you take indy money line put it with the chargers money line you're at minus 165 that's pretty steep um i think both teams win but i don't want to lay that price which is why Mm -hmm. i got the teaser when i could um, the only other spot that I've bet so far this week is the Patriots. I got them at minus five. Um, Aiden the Raiders, you and man. I'm, yeah, I'm, uh, you can call me a homer for betting the Patriots, but I, you know from our previous conversations that I'll just fade the Raiders until I'm wrong. Uh, it hasn't worked so far, but I think that game spoke a lot to how poor New Orleans looked uh, or more to how bad the, the Saints looked than it did to how good the Raiders looked. Um, New England's center is hurt and not going to play. Uh, he broke his thumb. That came out today, so I don't love that news that a new guy now is going to be snapping the ball to Cam Newton. But, um, it, like, Josh Jacobs and Waller are both on the injury report. I think they're both going to play. But, like, what does Belichick always do? He takes away the other team's best weapon. Waller destroyed the saints every single play not to mention the saints destroyed the saints on every single play with a million flags for like 200 yards the patriots don't do that um i think they could put gilmore on waller and uh try and take him out of the game 
let Jacobs get his 25 carries and 80 yards, but but not necessarily move the chains. And uh, you got to like how the offense looks with Cam. He's, he's slinging the ball and he brings a new dimension running the ball. I've never seen Patriots fans more excited for a loss than that Sunday night one uh, because they almost won and because Cam looked so good, which I don't know, maybe that's a bad thing, but um, bounce back spot for New England at home where they're always tremendous. Raiders on a short week coming east, getting all the hype uh, line moving in their favor. Give me the Patriots in this situation every time. I'm, I'm with you. Uh, haven't bet it, but I might certainly have some room. I don't think this is going to go north of seven. So no. uh, I, I like you mentioned Raiders on a short week. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Week. You really summed it up nicely. Belichick should take away Waller, and, and they are a difficult team to prep for. They're doing things that really, you know, we know Lamar and there's a few other guys, but like Cam is is running an offense that is just different right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we will see. Obviously, losing is never good, but when when you step back, you know, one against Miami, and then you know, Seattle's a damn good team. Like, and they were in that game. It wasn't right. the best game ever played, but they were one yard away from winning in Seattle. So uh, I do think that they will go home and, and kind of, I, I'm not sold on the Raiders. I'll just make it clear. They, they look good to start, but I'm just not sold that this team is that good. I would be feeling so much better about under seven and a half wins if they lost that game to the Saints. That was one that I had, had yep, you know, when I was going in. through the schedule, one that I penciled in as a loss. So now I'm I'm working working from behind here a little bit. But look at the Raiders' schedule. I easily think they could be two and four a month from now. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the Patriots. They have Kansas City, and I don't remember the rest. But they have good they have good teams on the schedule. Um, just flipping through things, I, I now have a third NFL bet. Oh, because play, because player props are open. Okay, Cam Newton minus one hundred six to score. He's the goal line back. He really is. Um, it, like there's gonna be some aggression. He's got four rushing touchdowns in two games. He's not gonna run two in every week. But like Sony Michelle has one, and Cam has four. He's the goal line running back. They're going to run that play at the goal line the majority of the time and it's very tough to stop unless it's the last play of the game and you can completely sell out on just blitzing newton otherwise if you do that he's just going to do that little dunk down that he had to the fullback or whatever for the passing touchdown in that game so cam newton minus 106 to score a touchdown i will be betting that he almost he had two he could have had three obviously right um couple things one our page is running back in play on the dfs side that's something we'll certainly be discussing. We have a ton of DFS shows. We got one tomorrow. I will be on Sunday mornings breaking that all down. I would say no, though. Uh, we'll see what's up with James White. I don't know if he's been ruled out again. I think um, he came off the injury report. Okay. So if he plays, regardless, Cam takes up so much volume in that rushing attack, it's hard to get there with them. But we have a real good question from chat that I want to get to real quick, and then we can you know, keep talking some games. A friend of the show, John Carlo, asked, are either of us looking at playoff positions on 0-2 teams, which is an interesting spot 
I can't say that I am. I have not bet anything, but there are a couple teams. One is the Vikings for me. I know that defense is bad, but I do think they respond. The team I want to ask you about, Julian, and, and feel free to talk about the game itself. It's the Eagles. Mm. Just what are they doing? This is a must win. They are at home. They are a four and a half point favorite against Cincinnati. A, do you think they win that game? And then I guess it's correlate because if you say no, then they're done. Do you think that they can get back in what is the worst division I've ever seen in the East? Yeah, it's a bad division. And I do expect the Eagles to win. And Dallas is a five-point dog at Seattle. So those teams could be, we could have a, if the Giants can beat the Niners with that injury report, like we could have a four-way one and two tie. Um what is Washington? Washington. Oh, Washington's a touchdown dog to Cleveland. So who yeah. who knows there? Um, the Eagles are plus one fifty ish to make the playoffs, and I expect them to beat the Bengals. So if you're going to bet them to make the playoffs, you should do it now. I would say. Um, the issue is I I don't like the Eagles. I, I liked them preseason. Um, Carson Wentz has been so bad and yes. the offensive line has been so bad and the receivers are taking so long to get back. Jeffrey's out a while now. Rieger's out um, until like maybe week nine or something till after the bye. I, I just haven't seen anything too encouraging with the Eagles. I, I don't think that I, I, I'm with you. Like I, Minnesota was a team that I was on preseason. Um, and I'm hoping that I'm hoping they make the playoffs because I bet them to make the playoffs. So uh, that's a team that I'll I'll ride with probably before the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that you got to look. Obviously, Denver's done. That's a team I would love to say, but they're completely cooked. Uh, and you know what? They did not get – they didn't get a fair shake. Like, when you lose your best three players, you shouldn't be good, and they're not going to be. So I can't go there. I, I think the Eagles are interesting. I, I will say, depending on what book that you have – I would look to pick them to win the division rather than make the playoffs if those odds are better, because I'm not sure, even with an extra wild card, I think their best out is to actually just win the East. Does that make sense? Like if you're getting plus, I'm just throwing numbers out, but say you're getting plus 200 to win the East and plus 150 to make the playoffs. I would much rather bet them to just win the division. Yeah. So you're getting uh, like plus 144 ish to make the playoffs plus 250 to win the division. Oh, yeah, I would. Okay. I would much back them there. That, yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. Oh man. Um, I could could be a lines maker. You see this? (laughs) Excellent job. (laughs) That's what Um, we do on the show. I didn't, I don't really have much with the, to make the playoff stuff. Um, like I, I think it's interesting that a te- an zero and two team in the NFC like the Eagles is is plus one forty plus one fifty, and you have a two and zero team like the Cardinals at even money. You just you just read my mind. I wanted to ask you about Arizona. They've been why, so why not impressive. go there, right? They've been really impressive. They're a five and a half point favorite to Detroit. A really good shot to go three and zero. And then you look at the division. The Niners are really hurting. They're, the Cardinals might start 5-0. and I have a couple of positions a, shorting them. It's not great. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I so I thought 8-8 eight and eight was a little bit of a push, uh, a steep one for them. Like their win total was 6, I think, open some places. So I did take them under 7.5 wins. Yeah, so did I. 
which I thought was a big number. Whoops. Um, now am I going to be an idiot and now bet them at even money to make the playoffs? <laughs> the anti-middle. The anti-middle where I can just lose both, <laughs> leave myself a gap for that? Probably not. But, like, see, this is one where I want to cash out because I want to take the Cardinals right now to make the playoffs. And then when they go 5-0, and sell that bet. Yeah, I hear you. That's that's a really to me the, the toughest spot is the West, particularly the you know Chad we is talking about, about this in our in our preview. Like the Rams are good; they could beat the Bills and go three and zero. The Rams are the wild card. We 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 did talk about this in our previews leading up to the season that we thought that the Rams were the type of team that could win the division, but they could also come in fourth. Uh, they had the range of outcomes. Seahawks, of course, are just rock solid. The Niners are really hurting. Um, they got to find a way to win game. I know this is silly to say because it's the Giants, but like they got to find a way to win these type of games and hold it over till some of these guys get back. Because uh, you can't be falling behind the Seahawks and the Cardinals. So, yeah, San Francisco is so beat up that this is why I love the in-season futures because I think it's a great time to fade them. Now, I'm not necessarily going to do it on the playoffs. They're still minus 155 to make the playoffs. They're like minus 130 to miss, uh, sorry, plus 130-ish to uh, miss the playoffs. But you can get them at plus money. You can get them at plus 103, I think it was, last I checked, Odd Shopper, under nine and a half wins. They're one and one. They still have to play the Cardinals again, the Seahawks twice, and the Rams twice, along with some other difficult games. With all those injuries, I don't see them getting to ten and six. Um, what a bad year! They could still them. they could still go nine and seven and make the playoffs maybe. Um, but getting plus money on the under nine and a half for San Francisco is a spot that really jumped out to me that I bet this week. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, and week two was absurd, but injuries naturally play a massive role. There's a ton of teams that are going to either have to hold on till guys get back. And then there's a ton of teams that their guys are not coming back and their seasons are torpedoed. So that also affects things. Of course, the lines are going to adjust to that. But, you know, even within a week, we were talking right before the show and chat, you guys know this. If you see that an injury occurs and it's breaking, well, that's where you take advantage of player props. When DJ shark was ruled out yesterday, certainly if you had lines on Chenault, Keelan Cole, it's not an auto, but at the same time, you're stealing a lot of value there. So keep that in mind because each and every week it looks like there's going to be a ton of guys on that injury report. Yeah, I mean, I felt like we got a cheap one with Keelan Cole over uh, three and a half wins last night because our three and a half uh, receptions because he had two of them going into the last drive and then got two garbage time receptions and then got knocked out of the game right when he got what he needed to get. Um, but it, it, it paid off. Uh, like one spot that I'm curious to see um, let me see if we have anything. Uh, so like Zach Moss being a late or an unexpected guy ruled out for Buffalo, that should mean a decent amount of work for, uh, Devin Singletary who got a good amount of carries at, at points last season for Buffalo. Um, let me see. He should just let him go. I'm a huge Devin Singletary guy and I don't see anything yet. Let's see. Singletary We're going to odd chopper right now. Um, yeah. a couple there, it looks like a couple books have him at 65 and a half rushing yards. It's pretty lofty, but you know, we'll have to monitor that. Those are guys to monitor. I will say if I had a favorite prop of the week so far, 
it's going right back to my favorite bet of the week. I think Dalvin Cook, his rushing total is sitting at 78 and a half. I'm this is this is the type of game I think 25 carries for him is in the range of outcomes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I expect them to be winning. Don't forget, they've been trailing in these games. And Dalvin Cook has been quiet on the ground. 78 and a half against a Tennessee front that again they did not look good at all against the Jaguars. Uh they're in the bottom, towards the very bottom in yards allowed per attempt, rushing attempt, I should say. 78 and a half, sitting at minus 110. I lean to the over for Dalvin Cook this week. Think he has a big week. I do like Dalvin Cook props. Um, you can bet Dalvin Cook to score also. Um, I just think it's a game that, like you said, he should be heavily involved in. So um, I'm not fighting you there. I, th- I think it's a good Dalvin Cook game uh, from a prop standpoint or from a DFS standpoint. Yeah, and, and certainly, as you guys know, as we get later in the week, we will have plenty on the DFS side answering all sorts of questions. Is there any other games that you want to get to before I have one last game for us? Then we're going to talk a little Survivor. We're going to give a hot take. Then we're going to go bounce on out of here for our Friday. But uh, any other games that you want to hit on before I ask you about the big, big Monday Night Football game? Yeah, I, I guess the only other spot that I was maybe looking at... Um, and I gave I gave the Chargers in my teaser. I, I think the Chargers are a, a decent bet at minus six and a half. I, I okay. think the Panthers are a pretty bad team, so I lean Chargers minus six and a half. I don't know if I'm going to do anything there, um, but yeah, the only spread that I've bet is the Pats minus five. I was looking at after how bad the Saints looked on Monday night at, at Green Bay, if we could get them at plus three and a half, but. I wanted Michael Thomas to be out and Devontae Adams to be in. And now Devontae Adams is looking doubtful. So I'm looking doubtful to be betting Sunday night football at the moment. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the the Island games are really good ones. When you talk about Packers, Saints, Saints, a field goal favorite. And then I got to ask, we got to talk about Monday night chiefs. I mean, this, I feel like I've, rarely said this in the past couple of years chiefs three and a half point underdog to the ravens what can you say uh should be and listen games aren't played on paper but you you we should be running this back later in the year for the afc championship game doesn't always work out like that but it feels like it's gonna are you gonna bet this game for me it's a great game but i'm not really close to taking a position on it i like baltimore at minus three um Three and a half is a pretty key number. If, if I can get Baltimore at minus three, I think I'm probably going to be interested. Um, I'm hoping that the public sees Mahomes as a dog and some money comes in on Kansas City, which is is certainly possible by the time we get there. Um, it should be a great game. I, I just think the Chiefs, you know, they, they beat up on the Texans at home with a little bit of a, a crowd there on on that Thursday night opener. Baltimore beat up on on Houston uh, even That's worse right. on on the road, um, and absolutely dominated the Browns as you know in in week one. I do know that it's true. Yes. Um, so f- for me, I think Kansas City has looked a little bit weaker. I think they're the worst defense of the two. Um, they're on the road for whatever that's that's worth these days. I think Baltimore has been the more complete team it's never fun betting against Mahomes um 
So, yeah, it's a tight one. It's not my favorite game of the week by any means. It's going to be a great game to watch. But if I can get Baltimore minus three, I think I will have some interest just because of the defensive advantages and how dominant they've been so far compared to Kansas City showing that a team like the the Chargers can hang with them. Yeah, Chargers were impressive. Um, Right now, if I had to take any position, it would be on the under of 55. I think that Baltimore, even though they're a great offense, they control the clock because they run so much. And in a game like this, I could see them even extending it more because clearly you don't want to get in a shootout with Mahomes. So if Lamar and the stable of running backs that they have are able to get it going, I think that laying the points with the Ravens actually correlates nicely to the under, even though normally that's atypical. But I think if Baltimore wins this game, it's by crushing time of possession, limiting the Chiefs, if it gets wild and out there, if it's 38-31, I kind of like the Chiefs on that. I think Baltimore is more live to win like a, you know, a 28-20 type game. Yeah, I, I do think that this one needs to be lower scoring if uh, if Baltimore is going to pull it out. Not even all that low scoring, but low scoring by, by the standards of a, a game with a 55 total. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, run Jackson a lot. Use the use the running backs a lot. Keep Mahomes off the field as as much as you possibly can. That's how you beat. That's how you beat the Chiefs. Um, that's how teams get leads on the Chiefs, and then most of them blow those leads. Baltimore <laughs> might be good enough to hang on to a lead. So the the start of the game is also very important to me. So it might be a spot where, it, like we saw Kansas City go down um, in LA and have to come back. We saw them consistently going down in the playoffs last year and towards the end of last year. Uh, so now I'm kind of talking myself into a Baltimore first half type of uh, type of play. I don't mind that. Might we'll be see. a little bit stronger of a play now that I'm thinking about it than the full game. See, that's what we do on the show. We work through. Talk through. Uh, work through them. But yeah, listen, that's, that's a game I can't wait to see. And we'll, we have some time. So I will certainly have some content out. I know Julian has a ton of stuff. Uh, over on awesome odds you go check that out and if you you know if there's a game you hit us up on twitter hit us up in slack and i do want to say real quick before we talk a little survivor if you guys haven't joined and you want to and you should want to awesome slash join we've got all sorts of packages for you from weekly to monthly to annual we have the express package which has got some new things in it with ownership and whatnot for nfl it's like three dollars a week it's super cheap you get in there try us out and then we know that you're going to stick around and buy one of those bigger packages so awesome slash join it's a great way to get in the community and be part of the team we'd love to have you in there uh we also have free nfl dfs content for week three nfl player projections night bot from from youtube telling me information on the fly uh so that's good to know get in there see what alex puts together it's some of the most impressive tools in the industry and it's stuff that we use not just on the dfs side but for these shows for betting a lot of those prop tools are really really useful but we got to talk a little survivor it should only take two seconds because i assume that the answer if you're still alive in your pool means you didn't take the colts in week one and now you just use the colts in week three is that not the answer Right. That's the, that's the thing. The most popular pick from week one that knocked everybody out is now the pick that you can use in week three to by far be the safest, safest chance to keep yourself alive. So my only thought here is that if you want to buy some miracle, try and really knock out a ton of the pool by having the jets over the Colts, that's why you go another way. So 
Do I think that the Jets have a chance in this game? I, I don't, <laughs> but from a strategy standpoint, you want to go somewhere else. That's how you're going to get ahead in this thing. Um, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just, just to echo that. If you're in a giant pool, this you you can't just go with the chalk because you're not going to you got to find ways to deviate. It doesn't mean, obviously, just to be clear, you're not, and I know you're not, you don't take the Jets. You just don't touch the game, and you just hope that other people take the Colts and get knocked out. You would never go against it in Survivor. Where would you go, though, if you want to go away from the obvious game? Yeah, it's probably the two games that I've that I've hit on. Um, I don't really feel comfortable going Browns. I think, <laughs> no, I think the Browns should people. be fine, but... I, I would much rather take either the Patriots or the Chargers. Um, and I think the Patriots are the Patriots are a team that have the Jets on the schedule two more times, including late season matchups, which is when you might need them. That's when you can get away with using stuff like that. So for me, I think it's uh, the worst team between the Panthers and the, the Raiders is the Panthers and the Chargers looked good at home last week. And I think I would probably, I mean, Patriots or Chargers is fine with me, but I think, I would probably go Chargers this week if I'm if I'm avoiding the Colts. I have no problem with the Chargers. I will say I have a, a Survivor article that is free every week, and you can go check that out. I went against the grain because I went for your strategy. I do I do think if you're in a large pool, if you want to get aggressive, it's a fine week to go against the Colts. If you want to take the Colts, you're going to be fine. And this is risky. I took the Eagles. At home okay. against Cincy, 0-2, they, ha- they have to win this game. I know it doesn't mean when you have to win, you just win. But I cannot see that the Eagles are going to go to 0-3 by losing at home to the Bengals. I just, I just don't see that happening. The Bengals haven't been that bad. No, they haven't. They almost, but the, the Browns are just, uh, it's tough because, you know, we're only a couple weeks in. now. But, you you know, you do start looking at, results and now it's like wow that chargers game that doesn't look that bad you know see that's a weird one because i it looks really good for the Bengals, but then the, like that offense looked like it was in like quicksand with tyrod and it woke up with herbert last week so it's tough to put when you've seen a team two weeks with two different quarterbacks it can be tough i guess to know what they are but they looked good with herbert which is why i'm, I'm comfortable with them uh you know as a survivor pick Patriots or Chargers for me. I, I, the Eagles should win that game. Yeah, they should. I think they're going to win that game. The Eagles, the Eagles are going to be all right. And, and Jordan Frank waltzes in with Miami and Survivor. I, these are the kind of things I could have needed yesterday, my friend. Uh, <laughs> even though I didn't bet that game, could he could he use this information about how Miami the Dolphins were going to roll them? The obvious pick this week. Um, if you weren't going to go with the Colts. It's so sick, too, because everybody, oh, you know, you just pick on the Jaguars all year. That's going to be fine. Spoiler alert, wasn't fine in week one. Um, I don't know. I don't, they still don't understand what Phillip Rivers was doing. But as our producer is talking about right now, Miles Sanders is going to have a day on Sunday. The Eagles are going to get this win. Um, and you know what? As you said, just to sum it up, you you take the charges. You take say the Patriots, you take the Eagles and you get through, then you're rooting hard for the Jets because if the Jets ever won, your pool is now shrunk massively. And that's really how you do survive in advance uh, and possibly take down a huge prize. Speaking strictly from a survivor pool standpoint, yes, you root for the Jets. Speaking to my teaser, (laughs) I've already placed, I will not be rooting for the Jets on Sunday. Fair enough. 
Uh, all right, we got a couple. Miles, minutes real quick, Miles Sanders, by the way, rushing prop eighty-two and a half. So interesting. He's expected to go big, and I, I think he will. He handled the full workload. Didn't seem like injury was a problem. Uh, at again, at home should be winning. I like the Eagles. I will look to their props uh, as we get closer to kickoff on Sunday. Um, like I said, as we get out of here, we try to do a, a upset alert. I, I really already gave mine. I don't. I don't think that this is a great time to reach for anything. I think the Vikings, as a home dog, will win that game outright. So uh, you get in plus three. I don't think you even need to take those points. Lay that money line. Get some plus money. Yeah, it, it, there's not a whole lot popping for for the dogs uh, this really week. I think, lately. I think Dallas is like the most popular one because of the name, but at Seattle, no. Um, you can try and get a cheap one here and say Kansas City is your your dog of the week because when are you ever going to be able to say that again? I, I'm with you, I think. I think Minnesota would probably be my favorite. Um, a little bit of a sneaky spot. Like if Julio Jones is ruled out, the Bears can come in and beat the Falcons, I guess, and be a pretty unimpressive 3-0. and I, I bet the Bears to miss the playoffs, so I really need them not to start 3-0. and So I'm, I'm nervous to say I like the Bears, but... It's not a great, uh, it's not a great dog week in the NFL. But I will say it's a perfect segue and a quick plug for me. College football, they got crazy upsets, and tomorrow we're getting more games. There will be a ton. If you're gonna do some either college DFS or you're just betting college, tomorrow at 10 a.m., me and Matt Gajewski will be breaking it all down. Uh, I know it's a lot of people that have some interest in college football. Julian, I gave you a couple college football picks last week that went horribly wrong uh when I Oklahoma recovered State... i used my own knowledge and recovered on saturday night um and good. Made it... i had a good saturday night as well miami they rolled louisville and it was fantastic i had i so i did take miami um i took troy <laughs> minus two troy. or something that that got me back and then okay. uh, so i took miami money line and then i i got it when it was one and a half which i knew I would be teasing some NFL games the next day. So I teased Miami to plus seven and a half. To oh, easy money. Number and uh, threw them with the Packers, which was a nice, easy one. So it, it was a big tease of the week. Yeah, it was Oklahoma State's quarterback got hurt and they almost lost that game outright. It was pathetic. Um, uh, but we will break all that down tomorrow morning because college, listen, there's a lot of unknowns, but there's a lot of value. There's a game tonight. I am not touching it. Maybe I'll touch it, but I have I my eye. I don't know how to bet college football. I talk to a few, a few people that I trust, you, a couple other people, and ask ask some stuff. But I do like for fun piecing together, and I put this in my my Edlo's Edge today because I only nice. really had one bet tonight, and I was like, I'm going to be transparent with you guys. I'm not going to force bets. I'm just going to tell you here's something I like to do for fun on Saturdays. You tell me who ruins this money line parlay. Oh, I love these. Okay, hit it's, me. It's six teams for plus 105. That's how heavy these favorites are. So you tell me who's going to screw me. Okay. Florida against Ole Miss. They're like I would say no. Um, the Raging Cajuns against Georgia Southern. They did slip up a little last week. This one is the, the shortest uh, favorite in the group. Okay. You think they're going to win? Yeah, I do. Uh, Georgia Southern is, first of all, they had 33 players out from COVID two weeks ago. Right. The team is a mess right now. I don't understand why that one went from like 14 and a half to 11 and a half. I don't, I don't okay, know who else happened. we got LSU, Texas, Boston college, Baylor. Ooh, 
So the the one team there that I'm a little concerned about, just a little, is Baylor. And it's only because I just don't know exactly what they're doing. Kansas looked awful. They looked as bad as any team could look. So that's why I did it. I didn't know much about Baylor, but I know about Kansas. Exactly. That's that's just an unknown versus a known, and the known is terrible. Um, but you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take those teams. I'm gonna get in the lab, and tomorrow morning, if if you get up and you're eating some breakfast, stop on by, and me and Matt will break it down. And hopefully, we will see a, a little winner, a little money line parlay winner. But uh, we're gonna do that. Like I said, tomorrow, 10 a.m. Me and Julian are gonna bounce on out of here. Chat, hit the like button on your way out. It's good to see a lot of familiar faces in here. By the way, we know this this time has been bouncing around. But we appreciate you guys stopping in. It's going to be a fun season. we got a lot coming up, not just on the DFS side, but on the sports betting side. So keep an eye out for all that. Good luck, everyone. I'll be back tomorrow morning with college football and then Sunday morning for NFL DFS. I'll see you guys then. Take care.